The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. Proudly made in the USA, customizable SeaDeck no-skid traction is non-absorbent, closed-cell EVA specifically formulated for the marine industry. For a free sample and more information, check out www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. And now, it's showtime. the official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast, with the noise of the North himself, oh, yeah. Dano the Mano. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Golden Light Podcast, everybody. I'm the Noise of the North, Dan of the Mano. I'm recording this portion of the podcast down at my boathouse studio in Central Florida, out here on Lake Sawyer. The secret is out. And now it's time for some audio sunshine. Well, this is episode 63. I'm in Orlando for one more night. Then I'm going to be heading back up to Illinois. I'm just going to be spending about a week up there, and then it's going to be right back down south, right back here to Orlando to finish off April. We've got a big month ahead. It's been a while, though, since the last episode. Episode 62 came out mid-March. I think we had a three- or four-week break in between that episode and this episode. I've been doing some cool stuff, so uh, let me break it down a little bit to you. I closed out the month of March. I I did a boat show out in Arizona. I did the uh, rail jam with my friends over at Action Water Sports. You guys are going to get to hear an audio montage, but I was stoked to go out and visit with Robbie. They're the Nautique dealer out there in the Phoenix, Mesa, Arizona area. They also have a shop up in Colorado. I came back to Orlando Last Tuesday, it was WrestleMania week here in Orlando, so there was like tons of shows going on. The guy that inspired me to start my podcast, Colt Cabana, uh, he did a couple of shows, so I went and checked those out and caught up with him a little bit. I didn't actually make it to WrestleMania. I watched it on pay-per-view, well, actually on the WWE Network. Uh, I am a subscriber. Yeah, I was bummed I didn't go to the big show, but at the same time, I was able to spend that money in another place. I put it towards the podcast, actually. So something cool I'm not going to talk about today, but I'll tell you about it a little bit later on. Uh, Also, during last week, I had the opportunity to head out to Lake Ronix and visit with some of the boys. I caught up with Ruck and Parks. And Brad Smela is in town, and I was really excited to find out that he's here, and he's going to be in town all the way through the Nautique Wake Open, and we're going to do some co-announcing, so that's some exciting stuff, and a nice surprise to find out Brad was here in the States. Over the weekend, the Malibu Pro Card Qualifier happened for the fifth straight year in a row that was over at Freedom Wake Park. I went out, I was going to record a bunch of audio that I would normally use for an audio montage, but ended up getting a lot of really good stuff out there, and I've decided then I'm going to turn it into a contest cast. So something new I'm going to try out. I'm not going to promise that I'm going to do it every week, but you know what? We're going to try something out. So this month we're actually going to have three episodes 
of the Golden Mike podcast coming out. So be ready for that. Exciting stuff. My guest today is Trevor Maurer. As I continue on my West Coast and Pacific Northwest Coast trip, I was stoked to sit down with Trevor. Trevor, of course, he's the man behind Dog Days. Uh, He's on Team Hyperlight. He's a well-known free rider, rides, lives, mentored, uh, best friends with Josh Twelker, good pals with Rodrigo. Great episode, some really good stuff on this one. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. One other thing I wanted to bring up before I talk about my sponsors and whatnot, my good pal Daniel Watkins from Australia. Gold Coast Wake Park, that's his cable park. Daniel's been working on this since 2009. Watkins and I actually were roommates at one time. We lived with Ruck. Uh, We actually started Feet on Fire together, so really, really close. If you guys haven't heard, they had a severe flood out there in Australia on the Gold Coast where Daniel just opened this brand new cable park. Uh, Tons of damage. Um, They're working very hard to get it back together, and I don't know if there's a way to donate money to help those guys out or if they just need you to send positive vibes. But uh, it's on the radar, Daniel. We are uh, bummed to hear, but we're stoked to see the community getting together, coming together, and uh, pulling together for you in the name of wakeboarding and to get your park back up and running as soon as possible. Daniel, good luck to you, my friend, and uh, hopefully you guys are running back at normal ASAP. All right, guys, I want to knock this out real fast and remind you the Golden Mike podcast is brought to you for free twice monthly on the first and third Wednesday of each and every month. This month, we're going to throw one extra one out there at you. You can find us online at noiseofthenorth.com, and we are now available on SoundCloud. The Golden Mike podcast is on iTunes. Every episode is available, so be sure to search the Golden Mike podcast And then once you find us on your iPhone, hit subscribe and then rate and review the show. If you have an Android device, download just about any podcast listening app and just search for the Golden Mike Podcast. You can subscribe right there. Email me if you have any issues, but I know tons of people who aren't listening to us on iPhones. Plenty of ways for you guys to listen. To keep this podcast no charge, to you, the listener, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. Thanks to SeaDeck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Performance Ski and Surf, GoPuck, Malibu Boats, Rockstar Energy, C4 Belts, CWB Board Company, Ronix, and Lead Wake. You guys can follow me on social media, on Instagram at DanoTMano, on Twitter, still have both accounts, at the DanoTMano, and at the Golden underscore Mike. Also, be sure to like the Golden Mike Podcast on Facebook, and you can reach me anytime through email, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. All right, guys, on to this week's audio montage. It is from Arizona State. It is from the Action Water Sports All-Star Wakeboard Rail Jam, my second year in a row out there. Big shout out. Thank you to Robbie and the crew for having me. Enjoy that, then we will be back with my guest, Trevor Maurer, right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. (laughs) 
What's going on, guys? I'm Jimmy Wolf. We're here at the Action Water Sports Rail Gym at the Sportsman Boat Show in Phoenix, Arizona. Just getting warmed up, having a good time, doing some transfers, and enjoying the beginning of summer. How's it going, guys? This is Bob from Western Winch. We're out here pulling the Arizona State Boat Show Rail Jam, riding all weekend long. Winches are running great, flawless. Having a good time. If you guys are interested, come check out westernwinch.com. Hi, I'm Chris Garvey, and this is my second time at the Arizona Boat Show. Start to be out here with all the guys. You know, you have some of the best guys from Arizona, you know, a couple from California. We're just out here having a good time. Hey, what's up? It's Justin Tyke, pro rider for Ronix Wakeboards. We're out here in Arizona State, my hometown. I've never ridden anything like this before, but this setup's cool. I like doing the transfer all the way to the down rail. All the guys from Arizona, the locals, put on a good rail jam. It's going to be a fun time. What's up? This is Trevor Poodle Marquette from California, out here in Arizona, Phoenix, Scottsdale area, having a good time at this rail jam. You, if you're not here, you're you're missing out. It's great to be here at the Phoenix Boat Show. My name's Greg Dick. I'm the West Coast Account Manager for Nautique Boats. Man, what a day we had. I was out there watching that rail jam. It was incredible, Dan. I'm watching what these guys are doing. Thanks for coming out. All right, guys, I want to tell you real fast about Sea Deck Marine products and how easy it is to customize Sea Deck in your boat or really any marine or aquatic application this year. For the fastest and most accurate service, I recommend to find a Sea Deck certified fabricator or installer near you to have your boat fitted for custom Sea Deck. Sea Deck's expanding network covers the USA, Canada, Europe, and the South Pacific, and now it's easier than ever to have a Sea Deck professional take your project from start to finish. Check this out. Sea Deck certified fabricators are factory trained and specialize in the entire Sea Deck process. They digitally pattern boats, create CAD drawings, cut Sea Deck EVA material using CNC technology, and install the final products. That's how they assure the perfect fit and finish each and every time. All Sea Deck pads are installed using 3M pressure sensitive adhesive so they never fall off. It's comfy, it's durable, it's stylish. And oh yeah, it's made right here in the USA. In fact, it's made down in Florida. Check out CDEC's interactive map at CDEC.com to locate a CDEC certified fabricator or installer in your area to schedule an appointment today. Once again, go to CDEC.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. It's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the North, Dano the Mano. Nice. Well, we are uh, sitting in the waterfront California property of uh, Rodrigo Genoso, who's hosting us uh, for this uh, little interview here today. Disco Bay, huh? Yeah, is this your first time out to Disco Bay? My first time, so I'm in the heart of it, huh? Yeah, this is this is like the main spot right here. We're by the Yacht Harbor, and so this is where like all the big boats come in and out. And then like five minutes idling or so, you're like on the on the water, you're all in fast water and stuff. Are you uh, are you riding right now in the winter? Um, you know, actually, we've been winching a ton. In fact, we're going winching here in a, in a couple hours. Uh, but it, with the rain and everything, it's been way easier to do that than go sit in the boat. It's it's been cold and sitting in the boat is just hard, but when you're out, you know, 
winching you can have your poncho on and you're just standing there it's not so freezing so it's been fun man it's been opening up new doors because it's so flooded out here that things that like are never able to be hit at least since i've been like good enough i feel like to actually do something on a winch um but now it's like i mean it's almost limitless like we're going up north right now and like all up north is like flooded and like we can just pick and choose handrails. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Am I am I coming on board with You're you? You're coming on board, Dano. <laughs> what am I what's my job? I'm going to I'm going to be kind of a grip today. Yeah, we'll you'll we'll, we'll put you to work. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and maybe I'll bring my camera too. Yeah, huh? maybe, maybe. Wait, are you working on some some edits and stuff right now? You know, honestly, I'm just stockpiling um uh what I went into this winter as is no projects in mind or anything and I told myself, "Hey, I'm going to just film and film and film and um, if a full length project arises, I'll, I'll have a ton of footage to give to somebody to throw into my section. Or if I just end up with enough footage for a section, then I'll make my own section. Or I just figured if I have footage, it'll go somewhere someday. Right. Then being like stressed out that I didn't get enough footage for a project. So I don't know. I've been watching a lot of skate videos, a lot of like skate documentaries. And um, I was watching this one thing about the LRG skateboard team. And they just had a video that came out and they were talking about how they've been filming for like four years for this video, but like it was never green lighted. They were just out filming to make sure that they had enough content. And then all of a sudden it was green lighted and then they went hard, you know, they had a budget and everything, but they still used some clips from like four years ago. And in my head, I'm like, dude, that's so smart. You'll never be like unsatisfied with your part. If you have like clips just laying around. Sure. I mean, but it's tough these days, man. And you know, if you're shooting with somebody and then they go out some rider and then go out and film the same trick with somebody else. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. That is, that is the one thing. Instagram is, that's all Instagram's fault. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's really cool. But like, uh, sometimes you just wish like, I don't know. I always thought what Danny Harf was doing was really cool. I feel like Danny always held his stuff. I didn't see too much web edits of him. And then when he would drop uh, a section, it was just mind blowing and it was just so unique. And even if other people were landing the same tricks, it was like still, he had so much of it that you're like, dang, dude, that was really dope. So I don't know. I, I wish there was more of that, but I get the whole Instagram thing. I get it. But it's just like, sometimes I'm like, dude, just hold it. Wait like a month, drop the whole thing and then drop those individual tricks afterwards. Like I get it that everybody wants to claim tricks, but I mean, have a little patience, you know, people. Yeah. I mean, the product could be so much better. You know, it's like, you know, quality over quantity, I guess. It's got to make it tough, especially, you know, you talk about that full length and um, we're, we're going to talk about the full length because uh, you had some uh, major success in the full length wakeboarding video uh, yeah, yeah. production this yeah, year. Congratulations, yeah. dude. Dog days. Yeah, man. Thanks. You were actually at the uh, premiere in Orlando. And I, I remember uh, doing a little podcast for that. And yeah, I was stoked. And then um, to watch the video just kind of like gain momentum. And it's just been doing really good. And then going into uh, Wake Awards this year. And uh, when they said, you know, dog days, it was just like crazy because I just never thought like, I never thought one of my videos would be on, you know, even nominated at a Wake Awards, let alone win. I mean, gosh, I remember when I was like 16, I had the little tiny, like, you know, dad cam and that was the equipment. I was like, man, maybe one day I'll have a sick camera. And then all of a sudden I got a camera and now it's like, it's just weird, dude. It's cool. I want to find out like, how did you actually like get started? I always like to find out like the story, like behind it, were your parents into oh, yeah, water yeah, sports? Yeah, or? For sure. Yeah. So my dad used to race uh, stand up jet skis and he was like pretty good at it. And, um, when I was a baby, we would go to all that stuff. Well, when my sister was born, 
Um, it was just too hot, too much for my mom to get everybody out there and on these little tiny, you know, personal watercrafts and stuff. So he ended up, uh, trading in his jet skis and, uh, we got a boat, one of my, my grandfather's boat it was like a jet boat, like double de- It had like a couch and refrigerator underneath kind of it. Like a cabin or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But, um, learned how to do the kneeboard water ski and stuff on that. And then one, um, one year we were, um, at this houseboat and, um, there was the scurfer, so I tried it out, got up second try, and um, ended up going home from that trip straight to the store, bought a wakeboard. It was my dad's. It was a 142, and I was like eight years old. <laughs> you remember what board it was? Uh, yeah, it was like a CWB Twist. It was okay. orange with like this like racing stripe. <laughs> it was a pretty ugly board. But so, was, I mean, we're, we're actually talking like late 90s here, mid to late 90s. Or yeah, so? yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I would be, it would 98, oh. 98 or so. Cool. So yeah, I just kind of started doing that. And then, um, you know, honestly it was just weekend warrior all the way. I mean, from eight years old, all the way till maybe fret junior year in high school, maybe. Nice. Yeah. And, and, um, so junior year of high school, uh, you start doing these INTs and, uh, so how did it kind of progress from there? Did you start meeting, um, like higher, higher end riders? Did you start yeah, uh, yeah. competing pretty well? Yeah. You, you know, it's kind of weird. I actually competed really well in INT. Like I was like winning and like, it was very motivating. I had like all these trophies and stuff and I was like, oh, this is going to be so sick. But that was when they didn't, they didn't have that outlaw or pro class or something yet. And then, uh. All of a sudden they put the pro class in and I like wasn't doing very well and I, I got very demo- demotivated in the competing thing. And then that's when I ended up meeting Sweeney, was right around that, um, right when I was almost done with high school pretty much. Um, and I was a camper. In the second year, um, I was also um, in, in high school. I was in this like, uh, I was in my traditional high school and then I had a um, film school that I went to. Um, and so I was into filming and I was, I con I like contacted Sweeney and I was like, dude, I'd love to make a coach's video. Like I want to make a video for blah, blah. And he was like, Hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we do you come out and make the promo video for our camp? So I went out there, did like a week of filming and made this promo video. And by the end of that, he was like, Hey, why don't you step on board, be a coach. So I ended up being a coach for West coast camps for uh, four years. Wow. Did you ever try like a WWA event like nationals or anything like that? Um, you know, my parents, not really. My parents weren't like super well off, so I wasn't able to like fly or they were well off. We were fine. Uh, I don't want to make them sound like they're like in the dirt, but <laughs> they didn't have the means to, you know, fly me around all sure. over the place. Let's put it like that. So I, that's kind of why, like, I mean, I was just kind of over the INT thing at the moment. And then I wanted to do some other stuff, but then I couldn't. And so like, instead of being like, oh man, life sucks. I can't compete. I just like took my own path and just loved it. I don't know. I can just imagine how hard like an indie grab, the way that you make it look, you know, the way you, you tuck knee or the, yeah, way, yeah. the way that you grab it and how long it took you to perfect the way that you do it. And that trick is yours. Sweeney, yeah. Sven, his yeah. tricks are his. And yeah. yeah, everybody can maybe do like a melon 180, but if somebody does a melon 180 the way that you do it yeah. or that Sven does it, they'll be like, oh, that. Oh, that's exactly. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I think it's just you focus. We just focused on different stuff. I think, and there's so many riders in Florida that I can only imagine. I mean, I don't live out there, but I can only imagine like when you're seeing everybody else, you just kind of want to one up. 
I'm imagining. I don't know. I feel like that's what it would be like. But out here, you're like only riding with your five dudes. Like there's five guys on, you know, at the Delta at once pretty much, you know. So it's like you're just riding with the homies. There's no one to compete against. Um, you're, I mean, I'm sure back then when, you know, you're even more disconnected because there's no social media, there's nothing. And so you're there just, you know, doing their own thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I feel like, I don't know. I like watched all the big tricks go down and like, yeah, I, I mean, I used to do crow fives and, uh, I've landed like, you know, the whirly fives and stuff and but you probably still and, go out and do it if you wanted well, to. yeah but I, I wasn't grabbing it i just realized that was just like doing it and that was back like then i mean now i guess i could go out there and try to like grab you know that stuff and relearn it i mean i definitely would have to relearn it that's for sure but um you know but back then i was like screw this man i don't i'm not these don't look good to me like these don't look good to me i feel like i'm just hucking myself and i just don't feel right from what i learned from Sweeney and you know, Garrett Cortez and, you know, all those guys told me, Hey, you know, grab your board, legit, do this. But, and, but do you, but, um, but you still respect guys like I definitely re- and- No, no, no. I definitely respect it. I just didn't want to take that path. Sure. Um, that's, that's the difference where it was like, for me, I just wanted to have my, I wanted my riding to feel good for me. And what was satisfying to me was a like really good grab poked out thing where what satisfies somebody else might be, you know, just hucking it, you know? So, sure. I mean, I, I look at Dowdy, for instance, like he, I would say he hucks it pretty hard, but his stuff's pretty gnarly and like, it's very respectable. Right. So I would say it's just, it's just a different way of riding. And, you know, I think there's a place for both style. I mean, I would imagine there's a both p- place for both styles cause it's out there. Well, man, we'll f- fast forward to December, January of 2017 and the gear guide 2017 of Alliance Wake. And I'm holding it in my hand right here. You and Josh Twelker sharing the cover yeah yeah uh me and josh have been riding doubles well i mean obviously we've been riding forever but when we first started moving in uh when i first started moving in we would ride doubles all the time for like like seriously like almost we would ride two times a day two sets and the first set would be regular and the second set we would ride with no weight doubles and we would just go out and cruise and have fun it was just a way of like you know staying on the water and we uh we actually got a shot kind of similar um, my very first editorial shot was a very similar shot where we were both in the air, but it was two separate pages and we were a lot farther apart from each other. Um, and then fast forward to now, uh, being able to like share cover with Josh, like it's, it's pretty sick. I mean, we literally like helped each other out this, our whole entire career has been like on the same, like, uh, elevation, you know, it's just been going up. Like he went pro, I went pro. You know, he got his boot and then like, and then he got his wakeboard and then I got my wakeboard and then, you know, it's just been like this elevation together and it's just super rad to be able to share a cover with like your best friend, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, I definitely stoked for you guys. The cover, uh, of Alliance was, was amazing. And, um, but I'm trying to like, I'm trying to remember back here. I read an article recently that you had written too, and I'm trying to think, was it, was there like some controversy, some like controversial stuff that you wrote in it? Oh, was that the contest one? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. And and like, I'm totally cool, dude. Yeah. I'm, yes. I am the announcer of all of the contests. Yeah. I get it. And I see what's going on and it's my job Yeah. and I, and I love to do it. And of course, dude, I want these contests to grow and I yeah. want them to get bigger. And I, and I don't think that when you wrote that, you're saying that contests should no, no, go away. Definitely not. No, it wasn't. Talk, con- I can't really remember what I wrote. It's been like 
almost a half a year or even yeah, longer. Well, hold but on. Let me pull it out. Do you have it? No, I'm just no, I was going to say, I, was, I could go through it really quick and we could hit it. But uh, I think it was more based on, um, you know, I did this. So I did dog. Day. I think it was actually, it was really based off of what I dealt with with dog days. Um, you know, we had, I had some sponsor issues and, um, it was just, it was just very interesting because I'm just watching like all this money being poured into something. And then I'm seeing like another side of it where there's a whole nother side of, uh, you know, wakeboarding where sponsors could be putting some money because I think it goes far. I mean, it lives for a long time. And so my whole thing on the whole, the whole deal was more so about just the sponsors, like recognizing like there's other aspects to the sport to be able to put their money into and to be able to help push. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I can't remember exactly what I wrote, but I know it was, you know, a little off the top. I was kind of waiting for somebody to say something. Well, I mean, it, it is what it is. And just yeah. that you, Hey, we're watching, we're yeah, reading. Yeah, right? yeah. I hope for people sure. are listening too. you know, I'm, yeah, in yeah. This, I'm in the same boat, dude. No, this yeah. is 62 episodes into this podcast. And I mean, I do have some great sponsors, but, yeah. Uh, you know, like it, I'm not asking for tons of money. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it's not easy to, yeah. to get people and these podcasts live forever. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, like I still, I mean, gosh, we just busted out a video from 2001, 2002. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, so exactly like Baker's we're, dozen. <laughs> we're watching a movie, you know, like what is that? 10 years ago, 16 like, years. Yeah. Ago. Like, you know, and it still lives on. And to me, like with all these videos that we do, you know, it's cool to see the progression of the sport and be able to like, you know, put that in a time capsule and put it away. And, you know, when, when we have people pulling out and like, you know, throwing and, and, and it's not that they're just throwing money to the, the contesting. It's just that they're a lot of them are like throwing all their budget to the contesting. I mean, I got straight up told from one of the sponsors that if they sponsored my video, that they would make one of their contests less cool. And so they're gonna have to pull out now because they couldn't put as much money into it, which I get it, but they're already like, like, come on, they're, I don't know. I don't want to say it. I don't yeah. want to name names and, and stuff. And the but dollar amounts. Like, and the dollar amounts are, are so more. different. So it's just like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, point fingers or whatever, but it just opened up my eyes to be like, dude, there's another sport. There's another side of this. Movies have been going on forever and everybody loves them. Like, well, and the, the thing is, is for so long, it seemed like the full length film had kind of, it seemed like it, at a point, it almost seemed like the only full length films you were hearing about was Defy coming out. And yeah. then you had to wait a couple of years for, um, you know, for Prime to come out. Yeah. And all the other videos were kind of starting to get lost in the dust, but that's a lot of that has to do with when they're not being supported, I guess. Oh, it's definitely, I mean, I, I just did it. And so I'm in the same boat right now. I just did dog days. Um, and it's not lucrative at all. And it's a lot of freaking work. I mean, I filmed, uh, literally, I'm not even joking when I say this, seven days a week from April till um, October. Every single day, I think I took, I took, I had one vacation in there. Um, I went on a family houseboat and then I did one more vacation like for a week. So in all those months, I literally took, you know, two weeks off. I filmed every single day. I snapped my hand in half and I had a cast and was still filming. Like there's a lot of plus work. You, plus you were doing, and I was writing. Re, plus you were filming and, for real wake. For real. Well, no, that came after dog days. Okay. Gotcha. But you were, but you were filming other, you were still doing yeah, stuff for Alliance. I mean, you were still doing stuff for exactly. Hyperlight. I was like on the road with Hyperlight. And so I guess, okay. So I, when I was on the road, I was on the road, but pretty much when I was home, I, there was no downtime. And 
it, you know, you put a lot of sweat equity into it and, uh, squequity, squequity. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, and you bust your balls for it really. And, um, you're not asking for much. I'll tell you that. Like, I'm not asking for nearly as much as some of these other you know, things are getting financed for, but I'm, uh, I'm asking for a little bit of help just so that way we can continue to do it. And, um, like right now I'm in the position where I want to do a big video, but I don't think, to be honest, I don't know if I'll get the financing for it, which will in return, I won't make a full length. I mean, straight up. And that's kind of rough too, because I I feel like you proved yourself with Al Sur. You gave, you you put out an amazing movie with Al Sur and you gave it away for free. For free. For free. Yeah. And the movie was insane i mean arguably one of the best movies of the year it was, but it came out the same year as- uh, drop the gun and drop the gun was insane so i when we went up against them i was like oh man that yeah that's a hard like they're i now you know i when you win she realized that that was no joke of a video right <laughs> sure well you know but you know you you seem you seem to have some success with dog days i mean the premiere was absolutely insane the place was packed everybody was yeah so amped on it and then i think you had a few more premieres around the the country that you yeah. did and yeah it was cool everybody was super into it um on itunes i see you've got comments and all kinds of, yeah you know so yeah i know mean, it's it's selling it's doing good I, I i haven't i really haven't heard like that much negative stuff about it which is like really good for nowadays i think i misspelled Sweeney's name so I got harassed for that but didn't mean to just I know how to spell his name it just went away it happens (laughs) but uh you know and then maybe a little bit of the music choice on a couple of the riders but you know I actually gave the riders full pick and say on their sections and I feel to to me um it's their self-representation and so they should be able to choose what they want to have their riding section to so um, I mean, if you don't like the music, take it up with a rider. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Or just so, turn it down and just yeah, just turn it down and watch it. Turn on, take it easy. Put your iPod on and something. I don't know. Um, how different was your experience filming Al Sur and Dog Days? Pretty wild, actually. So um, Al Sur, I had um, this uh, guy named Renee, and Renee is the man. He's like, he took us into Mexico. He's the one that actually decided he wanted to do a video, and he brought me out and. Um, so that was really cool. But Renee, like, uh, he, he, uh, scheduled it, planned it, had the boats ready. You know, it was a very like top, I mean, he crushed it. If you're talking about having like a really, you know, fun time where you don't have to worry about very much going on. That was the video project to be a part of. So he's like, you were executive producer. I, I was you just, I literally was like- just like the, uh, yeah, exactly. The producer that came up with the ideas and filmed and edited and then Renee did all the back end stuff where it was like, Hey, I'm going to get you on the flight, do this. I'm going to get the sponsor, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do that, do this. I didn't even have to deal with any of that. So that was great because that was my first video. So I think I would have been pretty overwhelmed, but it was, it was good to see, you know, if you think I got his numbers after the end of it to see how much stuff would cost. And, um, you know, uh, and then you go into something like dog days where I took every single responsibility on myself. Um, filming it, organizing it, getting sponsors, trying to do all the promotion, trying to do, you know, I mean, there's so many, you know, there's so much stuff that you have to think about that you don't when you first start a video that gets kind of overwhelming. And um, yeah, so it was definitely a different beast, but it was good. So now I guess the next thing is trying to figure out how to do a video where I'm like flying places because that one was all in my car. Right. <laughs> I literally just got in my van and drove up and down the state. So the next one's going to be like actually organizing like legit trips and 
that's going to be hard. I feel like that's a whole nother monster. And that's where the sponsor dollars come into handy, you know? All right, guys, quick break in the episode right here, right now to talk about Boulder Boats. I know I've been telling you, but I'm going to tell you once again, Boulder Boats now has three locations in the Southwest and the West Coast, Nevada, Arizona, and now California State. Whether you're looking for a new Malibu or Axis boat, or maybe you're looking for something, as I like to say, slightly loved previously. I'm talking about used. Boulder Boats has you covered with whatever you need to get on the water this summer. And not only are Boulder Boats one of the nation's top dealers in customer satisfaction, well, they also continue to give back to the industry by hosting some of the most memorable events of the year. And for the third year in a row, Boulder Boats will be hosting the Malibu Boats Rider Experience. Once again this year, we're going to be back at the elusive Lake Las Vegas. Uh, This stop of the Malibu Rider Experience will also serve as the WWA Central Wakeboard Regionals, which is the qualifier for the 2017 WWA National Championships. Trust me when I say this is an event you don't want to miss out on. The dates are May 5th through the 7th, and again, it's on Lake Las Vegas. That's about a 25-minute drive from the Las Vegas airport. I'm going to be there announcing, and possibly we're going to be doing a live episode of the Golden Mike podcast with the crew at Boulder Boats. Uh, I'll keep you posted, but you can find out all the details on Boulder Boats' Facebook page or online at boulderboats.com. Let's get back at it with Trevor Maurer. You know, you, you did El Sorry, you did Dog Days. You filmed Josh's part in Real Wake. Yeah, so the, you know, Dog Days is just the most hectic year last year. I mean, we filmed from April till, you know, October. Then I started editing from then till, um, oh my gosh, when did the movie release? Was it May? April. April. So, um, no, 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 it was May. We were doing premieres in April. Gotcha, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the movie wasn't even out yet. We got the call for X Games. So now all my attention was going to X Games, which was really hard because I was trying to get promoted. I was trying to promote Dog Days, but extremely tired from filming X Games. Um, but that was really cool to be a part of that with Josh. So they went straight into that. Dog Days released. Then a little bit later, X Games released. And then the season started. And then we started doing all those uh, Hyperlight web videos and then, yeah, it's just been, it was a great day. This year was nonstop in front of a camera. Like, I don't think I took very many sets without a camera in the boat for real. Yeah, man. Well, dude, I I got to say it paid off. Yeah. Lake Orge, yeah. Cover of Alliance. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean just all the uh, coverage that you got. And, yeah. I mean, man, you, you, you got to be stoked. Uh, I, this is dream come true, man. Like, straight up, like, growing up like especially being like the free rider i've been told by like a lot of the free riders that it's like just like impossible you know it's just it's just it is what it is you know if you want to be a free rider it's just going to be you know but i mean it's cool to see the sport accepting a free rider as much as they are it's cool i'm like a, i'm thrilled that I, I feel like um somebody that got a lot of coverage like that was like uh, ben greenwood and i looked up to ben greenwood a lot when i was young and it's cool to be kind of like on the I feel like I'm kind of like on like the same path where I'm just free riding, but then the sport's still accepting me. So it's well, cool. dude, you're you're a creative guy and you're working your tail off. You know, you're you're not 
just letting you're not just uh going out there putting down tricks and expecting to get paid you know yeah, and yeah. i think that that's it's really cool you're still with hyperlight correct yes yes so i i just looking at the roster of riders of hyperlight you look of the pro team you look at yourself you look at uh Sweeney, you look at um like murray who's not competing anymore and uh, I, I just think it's really cool that like uh, a brand is kind of uh, Im- sort of embracing that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, we got some cool things. I've been like really in contact with uh, everybody at Hyperlight, and we're just we're actually trying to plan some new stuff for the following for the next year to come up. And um, I think uh, it's just interesting to see where you know their their minds are at with the sport and where they're taking everything. And I think we'll have some really cool stuff coming up soon. Um, you've been doing boat shows over this winter and, uh, how, how have those been going? Are, uh, you, you think it's going to be a, a good summer for, for toad water sports? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I did, uh, what did I do? Did I know I just got back from Grand Rapids. Um, and it sounded like the boat sales were at an all time high and then, uh, we slung some products. So that was cool. What's selling product wise? Um, you know, honestly, a lot of package boards, are selling and then we were able to sling a lot of um the pro models um that were kind of on closeout and then we were able to sling a few of the brand new 2000 you know 17 boards as well but um I, we're, we're selling wake boards which is sick i mean the first show i did we sold more wake boards than anything else which is really cool um, you can just you can just go ahead and say it because it's like I, I, I will talk about it. Like we know that wake surfing has been wake surfing's coming in. In the last few years, it's been extremely high, and the the boat show has been buying a lot of wake surfing li- lately. Well, and, and I understand it. You know, like we I I get the whole it's easier and low impact on your body. So I I kind of understand the no. Whole thing I think and, wake surfing is great. I actually do as an activity. I think where I mean, are you going to talk? Are you trying to see bring up the controversy know. a little no, bit? No, I mean not, because, not really. Well, I don't care because in my eyes, wake surfing as an acti- uh, as a as a real sport is just super whack. I'm right. just, I'll say it like, but as an activity, it's the best thing ever. Like my dad goes out and he surfs and he like straight up he he wants the wakeboard. He does, but every single time he wakeboards. I'm cringing. Like, I'm like, oh my God, dude, if my dad eats it, he's not going to be able to work because whenever he does, he gets his, his neck's hurting and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, just when he wakes up, he has a great time. I love it. I think that's awesome. But it's just really hard for me. I don't know. I like, I watch real surfing and I like real surfing. And then you look at the difference and it's like more, it just doesn't make sense. It just, I don't know. But and it doesn't, it's just what it, it is, what it is, but it's like, to me, it's a straight activity, and I think it's great. I don't even care if they're selling tons of wake surfs as long as they're not declaring it as the next <laughs> high-end sport. <laughs> right, right. I mean, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I mean, don't know. It, it, That's it, how I feel. But I think, like I said, like I want my dad to wake surf. My, my fiance, she, she has bad knees and stuff, and so she's been wake surfing, and it gets her on the boat. I mean, it does. It gets her on the boat. Um, but you're not a guy who's you're not just out here just preaching just go wakeboard just go wakeboard. No. I mean, just, it's all about getting onto the no, no, water no, no. in yeah. general. If I see a wake surfer on the you know if I see a wake surfer being you know disrespectful and trying to mess up the water on purpose, you know if like out here on the delta there's sloughs so you can you can go one way or go the other way and I've already I've gotten in beef with some of the pro wake the pro wake surfers that. 
he gave the what do what do you the quotations yeah, pro yeah the quote quote yeah. quote pro um, wake surfing and uh, surfers out here and they're just super disrespectful they try to like throw waves into my boat and like then I was like really not I yeah it was it was super disrespectful and if that's the attitude that I mean that's the attitude that I've been been given from well, some of those the sport so. doesn't need it just because at the end of the day anybody who's out in a mastercraft or a nautique or a malibu or an mb or a supra or any just any inboard or, or v drive or total i mean it's pretty obvious to see the difference and like mm-hmm. we don't need targets on us you know already here in california for me growing up we didn't have to hold flags yeah you know in wisconsin yeah when somebody fell over on skiing or wakeboarding or something like that and you guys on the west coast already do so i mean there's already more when you're holding an orange flag i mean i'm sure it's easier for people to know that you guys are out there and obviously now with the wakes getting bigger and bigger uh, i don't think we need to draw more any negative attention to us i think at the end of the day i think um like everybody should be courteous to each other yeah exactly (laughs) it's just different i mean out on the lake obviously rollers are going to go wherever but it's just been an interest it's just been interesting um but like I said, I have nothing against wake surfing. I think it's fun. I wake surf like it's fun. It's cool. But yeah, I don't know. So it, it, I think I think where they're getting a lot of the credit these days is that wake surfing, they think like maybe I don't and I don't know the numbers, but wake surfing sells boats. But also there was a time when the water skiers were bent because wakeboarding. Oh, sold yeah. Boats. It's coming full circle. Like I've I, I've had some of the water skis skiers like. Like at boat shows come up and oh you see it's coming full circle and you're like oh you geez like you're right. say that <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know I think there's always gonna be a spot for wakeboarding because it's like the one thing that you can actually try and get good at instead of just be naturally good at it right I mean gosh anybody can stand on a wake surf and let go of the rope by you know at least if they go out there and try at least four times they're for sure wake surfing without the rope or wakeboarding you actually got to try and i feel like there's a sense of like wanting to to try to progress on something you see it in jet skis okay for instance um jet skis used to be stand-ups personal watercraft where like you know it was tippy it was hard right everybody had them my mom used to ride stand-ups um you'd see a ton of women riding stand-ups like, like it was fun like it was fun to get good at it then the sit down comes out the lake has been full of sit downs and the standups just went away. Fully well, just went away. I remember they hit first day they they had the sit downs that were very difficult to ride. Yeah, just yeah. like the stand ups yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they progressed and these things and now the sit downs yeah. are like little boats. Yeah, exactly. But and and now I'm starting to see like there's a lot of um small smaller brands that are coming out with these new stand ups and these these uh Kawasaki just released a brand new stand up, you know. So like you see the that there's obviously got to be a market for the standups to come back because people want to try to get good. I think it's the same thing as like eating healthy and eating bad. I feel like everybody got into this like fast food. I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. And now all over the TV and all over, like I've been trying to eat healthy and, and you try and try to be good. And I, I mean, I, I'm just going to say, it. I think wake surfing is just a phase. Sure. Because I think people want to truly feel like they're getting good at something and not just be naturally good at it. Well, I think, I think you see even in water skiing, I think water skiing is starting to make, uh, is starting to climb back up a little bit. Yeah. I saw a ton of water ski sales at the boat shows. A lot of people are going like a lot of water skis left the, left the shows. All right. I want to get one more story from you and then we'll uh, close this thing out fully. Um, El Sur. Yeah. Uh, Mexico, Rodrigo, 
hot air balloon. Oh gosh, that story. <laughs> I mean, has this been? Have you put? Has it been written? I don't know. I've only just no, hear no, it, no. I've heard it, Rodrigo's it's, version. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. It's uh. So yeah, we were in Alcer, or we were in Mexico, uh, Texas, and um, we didn't have a helicopter. You were um, filming for Alcer. We were filming for Alcer. And uh, didn't have a helicopter, so Renee was. I mean, it's a good idea, actually. I, I mean, now thinking about it, I was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. But he was like, oh, we should get a hot air balloon, and then we'll tie it to a boat as an anchor, and then you know we could just do like runs underneath it, and we'll film like bird's eye. It'll be sick. And I didn't have a drone at the time. Like it was like right when drones were just starting to get cool. Um, and so I was like, oh yeah, that'll be sick. That'll be tight. So I got. I've never been in a hot air balloon, okay? So, like, let's just put it like that. So, you know, the hot air balloon lifts up. We're there. and What kind of day was it? Uh, it was a nice morning. It was nice. It was a nice morning. Um, but it lifts up, and, you know, you're just looking at it. You're like, man, this thing is huge. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Rod and I get in it, and right off the bat, it, like, kind of, like, lifts off the ground a little bit. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, I don't like this, man. I really am not stoked on this. Like, there's no sense of direction. You're just, like, at the mercy of Mother Nature. And... Rod was like, it's all good, dude. It's all good. And he's like calming me down. I'm like, all right, man. I just think this is kind of stupid. So I'm like fully switched gears. Well, anyways, we start to pull out. They only have us on 100 feet. So 100 feet hot air balloon is not far, right? I mean, really think about it. 100 feet up in the air in a hot air balloon is not far. And uh, You could probably jump out and still. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so like we get pulled out and it's a nice calm day, whatever. We get pulled out. But nobody had checked the weather for the rest of the day. And we're out there and the weather starts to change and it starts to get a little windy and the, the, the hot air balloon starts to kind of go up and down and up and down. And um, the way that it goes up, you put the air in it, right? But it's delayed going up. So like we were kind of going up and down. And he's like kind of keeping it at a, you know, respectable level. And then, you know, all of a sudden we're like sinking. We're going down like, you know, like in the air and the, the pilot didn't catch it right away. And so like Rod's, I don't speak Spanish. So Rod's like, blah, 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 blah. And, and he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and then he's blah, blah, blah. You know, they do the whole thing. And then all of a sudden he's like, and, you know, he like blows the, uh, you know, the flame Fire. in it. And the, the basket's just going down and down and down and down and down. And how has, fast okay, so there's down. like those little tiny holes at the bottom of the basket. And it looks like if like maybe it rained or something, the water would go out of the basket. It's like little drain holes, you know, and the, the basket's going down and down and down and down. Literally touches the, I'm not joking when I say this, touches the water in those little holes, the water bubbled up, but didn't come into the basket. Like it made like the little like circle, like bubble, you know? So you have touchdown. We have touchdown. Well, now we're like full of hot air. So we go from zero to Mach 10 real quick. And we're like, like just flying up into the sky, hundred feet rope goes tight, almost like capsizes the boat, busts the rope off, almost throws us out of the basket. We're free now, no rope. We're hanging, like the rope's hanging from the basket all the way to the ground. And uh, the the way the lake is, it's in like a um, a a crater. So there's like this like a mountain around it, and then on one of the sides there's this bungee jumping like thing, and it's like 200 feet on top of the mountain, you know. And we're just beelining it towards this like scaffolding thing. And so like the boat below us is racing, trying to get the rope, and they're like missing the rope and trying to get the rope and it's just chaos. So like who's in the boat trying to, uh, this guy named Marcos, 
Um, Marcos and, Torres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's down there in his little like A20 tiny little boat, just trying to like get this thing and. The guys are like down there trying to tie the, they finally got the hold of the rope and they tie it up and it almost like capsizes the boat. The wind's going like, like way gnarly now. It's like probably 30 mile an hour wind. So we're like blowing all over the place. It just got wild. And so they bring us back to where we were. Like finally got it tied up, brought us back. And so, then, so Marcos actually catches the, the, well, the, the helpers that were in the boat, but yeah, Marcos is driving and, uh, bring us back. And uh, I'm like yelling at Renee. I'm like, dude, I don't like this. Please just like let it. I want to get out. Like I'm done. I like walk. We haven't even started. No, they're down there. I'm like yelling at them. And I'm like, plus I need to get out of here. <laughs> and Rod, Rod's kind of feeling the same way. And um, so, anyways, as we're doing that again, the the basket drops a down again, and we're going down, and we're blah, 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 like, and they you know like does the hot air, and we're like going down, 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 down. down literally basket in the water rod has holding his flash gear up i'm holding my camera gear up and the water goes all the way up to about our kneecaps in the basket like we're like underwater in a hot air balloon at this point and it's just it was gnarly and then and then sure enough we go flying mock 10 up into the sky this time the rope did not snap like it didn't break but we get jolted super hard almost get tossed out of the basket again i'm just we're done we're done. We hadn't even gotten a shot yet. I had, I was going to put a GoPro up, but when we started filming, but I hadn't even done it yet. Cause we hadn't even started filming. Like it would have been, it would have been the best, the most, it, epic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we would have been like YouTube, like sensation for sure. But, um, yeah. So that we we're like, cut us loose, cut us loose. And so they cut us loose. We pull this rope up, get over the mountain and, um, the, he's, the pilot sees a big old batch of land, but okay. We're flying at like fast and you're not supposed to be flying that thing that fast because you're just at the you're literally at the mercy of like the wind and we're like he's like we're gonna set it down there and and i'm just kind of cruising i mean it's peaceful you know because you're cruising with the wind so it's like really quiet you know and uh rod and the dude are talking like blah blah blah, blah. like are you guys freaking out talking or is it like well, like oh no big deal well okay so it was freaking out when we were attached then once we broke loose, we got the, it was freaking out for a second because the rope was hanging so low and we we're going over mountains and over like roofs. But and then stuff. you were just so peaceful. But once we got it up, it got up there and it got peaceful. So everybody kind of calmed down. I didn't know what was next. So I'm just kind of like, oh my God, whew, we finally just like got rid of, okay, we're done. And him and the pilot are kind of like casually talking. It's not that much time. We were maybe in the air from when we broke to when we landed for like five minutes. So it was like pretty quick, you know, but they're like talking and. All of a sudden, Rod like you know hits me on the shoulder and he's like, "Hey, dude, um, just hold on." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, just just hold on." I was like, "What, is, what is that? What does he? What do you mean, hold on? Well, I'm, what do I need to hold on?" He's like, "We're gonna crash," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" So Rod like it's hard to explain, but Rod there's like four stre- like four strings that go up into the balloon, you know, and he's got both arms around. Um, the string so he has one one of the strings in one arm and one of the strings in his other arm so he's like he-man in the corner and then um you know i like grab one of the rope and i just grab rod i was like holding rod (laughs) because he's like holding the strings you know and then the pilot is like holding me and then has his hand on the flame and so we're like oh and we're like going down going down and um like all of a sudden we're like 
barbed wire fence. And he's like, so the pilot's like freaks out, blows it with air, missed the barbed wire fence by inches. I swear it was, I, I thought we were going to hit the fence, but, uh, missed it. But because he blew it, it gave us extra like momentum. And like, we came into this field, like this, like dirt field and just like, wham, just crashed so hard. But then like the pilot like gave it more air. Like, I don't know if he was trying to like set the basket up or something, but we like slammed super hard and then he fills it with air and it like swung us like back up into the air. So it was like, want and then boom, like hits even harder and then did it one more time. And then we dragged, I'm not even joking, like at least a football field, at least a hundred yards. And we're like, and like I'm upside down in this what's basket. A, what's going on, your equipment, your gear? Uh, I, we, Rod just has, he's like holding all his stuff. I'm like, bear hugging my equipment and I, nothing really happened. Did just, it, does it hurt? I mean, uh, the, there... the mic kind of broke off, but the lens was still, I mean, it was fine. Like we, but we're like dragging, 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 dragging. And we finally come to a stop and I was like, Oh my God, we're alive. We're alive. We're alive. You know, like, and then, uh, the, the, we all roll out of the basket and like, I'm like, just like adrenaline, you know? And I like hit rod and I'm like, dude, did you see the pilot? And he, and he was like, what? And I was like, look at the pilot. And we look over and the pilot pissed his pants. When the pilot pisses his pants, you know it's not a good sign. You know you almost died, right? You know you almost died. I'm surprised okay, you didn't. There's one more thing. So we get back to the house and Renee is like laughing at us. And I'm like genuinely like, F you, dude. Like, are you kidding me? We almost died. He's like, no, you didn't. Blah, 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 blah. And we're like, no, we seriously did. And like, you don't understand. The pilot pissed himself. And, he, and then Renee goes, oh, it's not his first time. And we're like, oh my gosh, you put us up there with this guy that just pisses his pants because he's so scared that he can't land his like hot air balloon. This is horrible. So you didn't get the shot, but you got the story. Uh, we, yeah, pretty. <laughs> yes. I was filming a little bit like before, so I have the before, but I didn't get any of the. Did craziest. anybody have any of like? From no, the I no, I, I had. So I had a fisheye originally, and then I put my seventy two hundred on it. Um, so like, even if I tried to record it, you just wouldn't have seen anything. So I never pushed record because it was just like the wrong equipment at the time, and I I, I blew it for sure. As a filmer, I blew it. That would have been like the funniest. We would Tosh point oh for sure, man. Trevor, dude, I'm stoked you guys are are okay. Dude. Yeah, that's uh, that is that that's scary, man. Yeah, it was, it was Mexico is super fun, but super loose. So, <laughs> hey, man, did we miss anything or any projects? Anything that you uh, not projects? I got a busy year coming up. I'm getting married on the 27th of May. Um, sounds like I haven't gotten it yet, but it sounds like I might be getting a house here in a second and um moving closer to the cable park so which cable park uh, velocity cool um right really honestly across the street pretty much so maybe they'll throw you a couple of cable passes for yeah that, maybe right? you know they'll throw me a couple <laughs> there you go that'd be fun <laughs> yeah so i think that'll be one of the best things for my career because i feel like i'll be able to still ride a bunch i'm only an hour from you know rodrigo and josh still um they come up to the cable all the time and then i'll have a boat up there as well and we'll be able to for once i'll be able to ride cable every day and ride boat which is just different. And I think the sport just seems like it's going like heavy cable lately. So it'll be good to be, um, in the mix on that a little bit more. Cool. Um, any sponsors, anybody want to send some yeah, love to? Yeah. Um, big thanks to Hyperlight. They've been like the biggest, the biggest supporter of mine since day one. And without them truly, like I want to be where I am today. So super pumped on that. Super pumped that they given me the opportunity to make my own pro model wakeboard. And, 
Um, yeah, so that's super rad. I want to give a thanks to MB Boats. Um, that's been, I just recently got on them. Uh, been really cool, their family business, and they're really inviting me into their um, way of life. And I get to go down to the office like once a month and, you know, hang out with uh, Mike Brindell, Dustin Brindell, and the whole factory and stuff. So that's been super cool. So big thanks to them. Um, and then Hoven, Hoven uh, Sunglasses uh, gave us, uh, gave the Delta Force a pro model uh, shade. Uh, it's called the Props. Um, and I think as of right now, they're one of the few sunglass companies that's really, you know, pushing in the wakeboard scene and dumping a little bit of money into as about, at least as much as they can into the wakeboarding scene. So I just want to say thanks to, uh, t- thanks to them for backing our sport and, uh, you know, making everything, everything go. Uh, your movies, you want to tell people how they can find them? Yeah. So, um, dog days is, uh, on iTunes and Amazon, um, domestically. Just tell them how to spell it too. That's D O G D A Y Z. Um, and then if you want it worldwide, uh, Vimeo has a worldwide download link on it. So if you look up dog days on Vimeo, you can get the worldwide, uh, download link on that. And then Al Sir, I believe you can see it on unionwakeboarder.com. Yeah, still for free. Still for free. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, it was just, I, I typed in Dog Days on iTunes. You can rent it for yep. five bucks or you can just buy it for 10. I recommend buying it. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be cool. I mean, the more that, you know, people buy the video, the more it encourages me to make another one. So, well, at the end I of just, the day, that's I just what it went is. on and gave you the five star rating. Oh, five gonna, stars. Yes, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to, I'll actually write a, uh, a review of cool. the movie oh, from sick. the Mano. Yeah. So I expect the sick. same for you for my podcast. Uh, I got you, dog. If you have a chance. <laughs> um, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or uh, website, anything? Just my name, Trevor Maurer, T-R-E-V-E-R-M-A-U-R is my Instagram. Uh, my Facebook, to be honest, I haven't been on it too much, but I'm just about to get that thing going on. Uh, cause I have, been told I need to get that going again. So yeah, well, well, don't don't worry. Uh, campaign season is just yeah. about done. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, maybe all of that BS baloney will yeah. <laughs> stop clogging up the feed. Yeah. So yeah, I will. Uh, I'll get that going again. And then uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I use. I do Snapchat a little bit, but not enough for anybody to be like, I need to follow him. Sure. <laughs> so very cool. Well, Trevor, man, appreciate you yeah, for uh, doing this with me, yeah, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Until uh, until next time. Until next time. I'll probably be seeing you at some point this summer. So I'll uh, go up into the stands at some of the contests and say what's up. Yeah, get on the mic with me. I'll get on the mic with you, man. Let's do it. There it is, guys. Trevor Maurer. Daniel the Mano. You. <laughs> yeah. Lead Wake is a company with a mission to help get you that perfect wake this year. Lead Wake ballast bags are designed with wake surfers and wakeboarders in mind and are made perfectly to be placed and stacked in tight spaces. Lead Wake bags were designed to be shifted around in your boat by you easily and will help crisp up any wake in a matter of seconds. Multiple weights are available and all orders inside the U.S. get free shipping. Right now, in honor of Ledwake's newest additions to the team, Ashley Kidd and Harley Clifford, you can use promo code Ashley or Harley to receive an extra 10% off your order. Go to Ledwake.com for more info. That's L-E-A-D-W-A-K-E dot com. 
Performance Ski and Surf in Orlando, Florida is your one-stop shop for all towed water sports needs. As an industry leader for more than two decades, Performance Ski and Surf's pro staff will sweep you off your feet with loads of industry knowledge and the best customer service in the biz. Right now, you can order online from perfski.com and receive 10% off your entire purchase by using my promo code GOLDENMIKE, all capital letters. Whether you're looking for current or closeout gear, Performance Ski and Surf has it all, and right now with my promo code GOLDENMIKE, you just can't beat the deals. Performance Ski and Surf is just minutes from the Orlando International Airport or online at perfski.com. That's P-E-R-F-S-K-I.com. The Golden Mike Podcast is back with the noise of the north. Dano the Mano, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. Big thank you to Trevor Maurer right there for joining me here on the 63rd episode of the Golden Mike Podcast. Big thank you to Rodrigo Dinoso for hosting us for this one at his house. And Rod put me up, you know, for a couple of nights out there. And he took me to dinner. He's an amazing host. Back to Trevor. Guys, I really hope Trevor has uh, as much success as he truly wants. I know he really wants to get this third video out there. And I don't know, as a fan of Toad Water Sports and wakeboarding in general, uh, I'd like to see another movie. Both Al Sur and Dog Days were really, really good. They were really creative. And they were fresh, I feel like. Really, really fresh. Well, good luck to Trevor on all of his endeavors. And uh, once again, thank you to him for being on the podcast, opening up, and uh, really, uh, you know, giving us the uh, the inside scoop. All right, guys, on to some upcoming dates. April 22nd, you guys can come hang out with me. I'm going to be announcing in Orlando, Florida at the Performance Ski and Surf Gravel Tour. It's stop number two, technically. Stop number one has been rescheduled. That's going to be June 11th. Also, the weekend of April 22nd at OWC, the annual Cable Games. It's going to be my first year in town, my first year announcing. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm going to be uh, out there all weekend long at the OWC, starting off with the Gravel Tour. And then the Cable Games, that's the weekend of April 22nd. We close out April once again here in Orlando. It's the Nautique Boats Wake Open It's going to be an amazing weekend. I'm also going to possibly do a live podcast episode, perhaps from Performance Ski and Surf. I'm going to keep you guys up to date on that one. We're starting off May, May 5th, 6th, and 7th. I've already talked about it in this episode in Las Vegas, Lake Las Vegas, with Boulder Boats. Stop one of the 2017 Malibu Boats. Rider experience in the Central WWA Wakeboard Regional Championships. So an exciting start to the season coming up, guys. If you are listening and you're interested in having me announce or commentate or do voiceover work or appear at your next event, maybe you just want to advertise on the Golden Mike podcast or ask me any question in general, email me, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. You can also message me through the Golden Mike Facebook page. And believe me when I tell you that it excites me, it makes me very happy when I receive emails from you guys, and I do respond, although sometimes I am a little bit busy. So once again, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com or that message through the Golden Mike Podcast Facebook page. I am on iTunes. Make sure you guys find me and subscribe. 
rate and review the podcast. Uh, we are still currently uploading all of the Golden Mike Podcast archive episodes onto SoundCloud. It's taken a while, I'm sorry, but check us out there as well. On Twitter, at the Dano T Mano, at the Golden underscore Mike. That's two accounts for right now. On Instagram, at Dano T Mano, the old school account right there, baby. So check that one out. Be sure to share the Golden Mike Podcast Facebook page, and more importantly, be sure to like the Golden Mike Podcast Facebook page. One more thank you goes out to the one and only Mr. Trevor Maurer. Be sure to uh, check out his video, Dog Days, on iTunes. And now a few shout-outs to the sponsors and folks behind the scenes. Thank you to Deck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Performance Ski and Surf, Go Puck, Malibu Boats, C4 Belts, Rockstar Energy, Leadwake, CWB Board Company, Ronix, Jenna Hamill on the web, and Rich Walsh on the audio. That's going to do it for today's show, and I appreciate you all for tuning in and listening. I'm the one and only Noise of the North. I'm Dan Mano, and you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Mike Podcast.